0: Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring A Back, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? I want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Today's episode is Megan Nolan, who's a vitality coach. She's going to teach us so many different things because we're sitting in a chair so so often that we need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. It's always one of the most important things that we do is self-care. How are you doing today, Megan?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful to be here. Yeah, thank you
0: so much, and I'm glad. So Megan and I met, I just want to explain, Uh, uh, she was a a speaker uh, at a competition, and she won, of course, so she's not only a winner, she's going to actually, just amazing, I've attended one of her workshops to kind of get better, better health, so I, you know, Megan, life is a journey. How did you get here? And here being Maui, so let's <laughs> let's all go um, understand how that journey went for you or goes for you.
1: Absolutely. Well, how did I get here? Well, I'm originally from Canada, and I don't really like snow. Okay. So <laughs> I made the executive decision to move out to the middle of the ocean 11 years ago because i just love the energy out here i love the (laughs) summer i love the beauty all around and so the truth is is that i got here physically that way but where i'm at professionally and personally yes it's been a totally it's a long road lots of ups lots of downs and so originally my background was in gerontology which is the study of aging and after having graduated i realized I don't know if I really want to do that because working at a retirement home or a nursing home facility just really didn't call to me because that's a beautiful type of person that can do that working environment. And I realized I just, it would be too hard on my heart. So I decided to take a more preventative approach to aging and become a personal trainer. So I've been a personal trainer and, yoga instructor for 17 years and I bring together those two worlds because they each have beautiful benefits to them but in my opinion we're missing some pieces that the other had so I like to weave them together and I've always loved movement and exercise it's been a powerful tool set for me both physically but mentally and emotionally to be able to navigate the wild roller coaster of life and entrepreneurship and global pandemics and all the Mm -hmm. things and really using those tools on a daily basis to come back to my center. And so it's truly been such a joy for me to be able to share those tools with you today, with your community, my community in a way that makes them fun and usable and approachable. Because a lot of times people are intimidated by exercise or intimidated by yoga, but when they get a chance to experience it in a way that is meets them where they're at, then they get to get a sense for how good it helps them to feel. And then it makes them more likely to want to do it again. So it's a little insight and sneak peek into where, how I got here.
0: Yeah, no, because that's what we talk about is that everybody has a, has a journey, your path in life. And uh, so you you mentioned that you have a lot of tools uh, and you were sharing with me earlier. So some some of those tools, what are your favorite tools? Because, you know, as you said, life is a, a big balance and finding the right balance is really the diff, most difficult piece of uh, life. That's that's our biggest challenges.
1: Hmm. Yes, and that's that's interesting because I know this is something we've spoken to before, and and so you know it's always this balance of doing and being, and how we can be the version of us that does the things. And so, because for me, I'm very much a doer, and action taker, and so initially, the tools that I liked were the ones where I was doing things, where I was doing exercises, doing moves, doing poses. And I come to realize eventually that I liked that because it allowed me to become still. It allowed me to become present. And it was giving me a break from all of the noise outside and also inside my head. And so really the tools that have become the most powerful for me were the ones that were most challenging initially. And, you know, some of the poses that initially I went to my teacher and I said, you know, this warrior one pose, it's just really not for me. It's a little challenging and in hopes that she would say, oh, yeah, don't worry about that one anymore. You should try something else. Of course, in true teacher fashion said, well, that's the one you should do every day then. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's
0: not what I wanted to hear.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah, uh-huh. I know. And then so, you know, the... The poses, the physical poses are really the first step into the massive ocean that is the yoga practice. And the ultimate goal, if there is a goal at all, is to be able to find that stillness and that that focus of mind. And so I, for a long time, avoided meditation because it was so hard for me because I really couldn't get my brain to shush it at all, which really frustrated me. And I avoided it for a long time until I realized how like a fraud and imposter I felt that I wasn't doing that. And so when my grandmother was diagnosed with dementia, I started looking into what I could do to keep my brain healthy. And all the research kept coming back and pointing to one thing in particular meditation for the focus of allowing your neurons to mature. And so I was like, okay, well, sign me up. I'm going to try again. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try again, you know? And so I went to the same teacher and I said, I just can't do it. And she said, well, maybe you haven't found your stick. And I said, I'm not sure what you mean. And she said, well, the mind is like an elephant. It's very curious and it wanders all around, tries to pick things up. So elephants, when they're walking, are usually given something to hold, whether it's the tail of the elephant in front of them or a stick to hold in their trunk. And you've probably seen that Mm. in photos. And so, she said, you just haven't found your sticks. You got to find something that works for your elephant. And I said, wow, that's a beautiful analogy. And that totally makes sense because I literally was just trying to sit there and just breathe. And that just couldn't get the sh to happen. So subsequently in some of the training that I've learned is some tools of the mental fitness practice that are so simple to achieve that stillness of meditation. And so something that's so simple that you can do anywhere is literally just lightly rubbing your fingertips together and focusing on that sensation while you're feeling yourself ground and relaxed, And so that's a powerful tool that I use all the time. And, and now that I've gotten more comfortable with meditation, I really, really love and look forward to I use mantras in my meditation. So I find that when I'm focusing on the breathing and my internal presence combined with the mantras, then I can experience the stillness. (laughs) So it seems like I need to be doing several things to get to that point, but those are some of the tools I really like.
0: Well, it's it's different ways of quieting your mind and having you focus. Uh, You know, I know there's times uh, people go, "Oh, I fall asleep during meditation and that's okay. So do I at at times, you know, you're you're so deep in thought, right? but it's that relaxation because you feel refreshed. And that's part of, you know, I I come at it a different way, but I love that elephant analogy is, you know, finding your stick. Because if you think about it, you know, an elephant walks slowly. You know, it's it's very, you know, animals, when they walk, they're very in-present, you know, no matter what they're doing, they're focused on exactly what they need to do. And, you know, humans need to do that a little bit more rather than thinking of, what others are thinking or how we are perceived just grab that stick i i I love that i'm I'm gonna probably steal that or or use it in in a lot of different ways because you do if you focus on that one thing it all becomes easy right you you know there's the image of those horses who are tied to like a bucket and of course the horse can you know go wherever it wants but it thinks it can't go because of the rope so what are some of the ropes that you might have or well, how, how did you find your stick? Maybe that, that might be the better question, keeping with your story.
1: Trial and error.
0: Mm, okay. <laughs> and that's right. Uh, There's so many different resources and do, do you use the same resources all the time?
1: No, I like variety. I like to try different tools and see how they work and how they fit for me. and, and, so some of the ropes I suppose really most of the ropes I've discovered have been very much internal very much the the dialogue of mm-hmm. trying to push harder trying to achieve more trying to do it better and then really coming back to that that knowing which is the essence of the yoga practice is to come to a place of stillness within that you've quieted the mind and you get tapped back into the wisdom of the body. So actually speaking of that, another tool that I really like to use is, is tapping mm. or the emotional freedom technique, because for me that the speaking out loud, whatever is going on, it's kind of like i I'm very much a verbal processor. And so for me, the tapping and talking it through has been very powerful because otherwise previous to that, Intended to just ruminate in that swirly mess yep. internally. You go into that
0: downward spiral. You start. You start going down, and uh, that, that's why uh, you know. I know we we've shared the, the Havening technique, which is similar mm-hmm. to EFT. That's how it actually came about. They the doctors wanted to know why does EFT work, and is there any research as to why? And they found most of our reactions are from the amygdala.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's how it all based out, because I I, I also use tapping and a lot of other techniques to to do that, because there's so many different techniques, but it's all about what works for you and what you feel comfortable with.
1: Absolutely. And it's all about using them, you know, but also being open to the fact that sometimes, you know, you can set this goal for yourself and the framework of, okay, I'm going to do it this, this, this day, this, this, this time, and then aim for that. And then sometimes allow yourself wiggle room because sometimes it's not going to work out that way. Sometimes you'll be able to do it and celebrating what you do, because a lot of times, especially for me, we can quickly turn that into a critique of, oh, well, I didn't do it at all. So what's the point of doing any of it? You know, and then just like, it all goes to the wind. Whereas, just taking that each little step along the way and really celebrating each little moment, each glass of water, whatever it is, and really putting the tools to use because we all know what to do. It's just a matter of actually using it. And so figuring it out. And for me, because of busy lifestyle, morning routines are very foundational and that's a lot of what I help people with is setting themselves up with an empowering morning routine because we can have good intentions of doing it later, but oftentimes later doesn't arrive.
0: <laughs> right, you later get later get, is open to distractions, and the day yeah. the day doesn't always pl- go as planned, as we all know that.
1: Right, exactly.
0: And so, what do you do during the day when you might have missed your morning routine, but you you still are focused that you want to get it? How do you get yourself back to that center mentally?
1: I take a power pause. Could you and really for me that's that's it. I power pause in the morning before I start my day and that to me helps me to get connected to my vision, begin to experience that energy now so I can embody that version of myself now and then live it and breathe it into my life. So that's how I start my day, but then that's where I come back to. So that's the essence of the power pause is reconnecting to that foundation. Because that the vision and the expanded vision beyond what it's going to help you to achieve, but what it makes possible for your community, your clients, your family, their family, all of that. So you can tap back into that energy because so quickly we get caught up in the, oh, where's my phone? I got to do the things, you know, and either robotic or frantic or what have you. So when you press pause, it allows you to come back to your breath who you're being in that moment and what you can do to bring yourself back into balance. So sometimes balance is going to be, what can you do to lift yourself back up? So you're feeling positive, you're feeling optimistic, or sometimes when you're feeling really frantic and scattered and rough, it'll be to bring yourself back down. So you feel more grounded, you feel more calm. So you, you get to play with how you want to use the tools so that you can find that place of, coming back to you, right? Because that's the key is coming back to you. So you can move back into your day from that empowered centered place rather than the frantic and frazzled and blah, 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 sort of state. So that's what I like to do periodically throughout the day. And it doesn't have to be a long pause. You know, it doesn't have to be a long pause at all. It can literally be as quick as just a couple big deep breaths or five, 10, 20 minutes. And don't let your brain tell you that you don't have time for it because actually, productivity levels significantly decrease when we try to force ourselves past the point of tiredness and past the point of concentration, which typically is about 45 minutes. Although we tend to just push ourselves way beyond that. So when you take a break, intentionally pressing pause, it actually refuels your energy levels in a very natural and sustainable way and actually rejuvenates the brain so that you go back and you're on point. So you're actually way more productive, way more focused, and you actually get more done.
0: That, that's awesome, uh, and, and it's all about. So that's the the body part. Uh, well, I, well, that's I guess really more the spiritual, the mind piece about it. But I'd like to talk a little bit about the body part because uh, that's where you and I w- w- were connecting before about you know my posture. Uh, you know, we'll use a lot of Ps. Maybe we won't go to, to the Rs <laughs> uh, with the powerful paws. And uh, yeah. but but with sitting, as we're finding ourselves in front of computers a lot more or TV. What's the most important thing's physiology uh, that we need to do to kind of keep ourselves healthy and, you know, a- a- as young as possible? Because the age is a number, but as you were explaining to me, it's also about how you keep your body uh, in kind of in, in working shape.
1: Yes, absolutely. A couple things that are really important is the morning routine is something that is done intentionally to wake up your postural muscles. So typically, I mean, you, one could argue that every muscle in your body supports your posture because they either directly or directly support your spine, but the muscles that help you to hold strong posture. So beyond your abs, it's your core is actually a lot more involved than a lot of people think, but it involves a lot of the muscles on the back of your body. So morning routine that energizes those muscles so that you're in strong posture to start with, because whether we admit it or not, we actually, your brain makes snap decisions on people's posture and your brain takes a lot of information about your own posture. So when you're in that strong posture, notice I'm not calling it good posture, strong posture or weak posture, which is the painful posture we all spend a lot of time in, you are far more productive. So the morning routine kickstarts your productivity. Some people say by upwards of 72%. So having that morning routine to get you going And then really being able to take the time throughout the day to get up and power pause because your body, there starts to be some changes at about the 30 minute mark, but there's significant changes at the 45 minute mark when you're sedentary. So again, it kind of overlaps with the brain. They are connected after all. So ideally you're getting up and moving at least like gold star standard is every 25 minutes. I know that's not doable for people for some people and so definitely once an hour and that's where the water drinking comes in because the more water you drink the more you have to get up from your chair whether you like it or not (laughs) Well,
0: I guess you don't have to but then it's a different problem to have
1: yeah then you have a mess
0: (laughs) yeah so but also uh, you know it's also that integration that, that, that balance of doing that we'll be back in a moment
1: Hi there, I'm Lainey. And I'm Estella. And we're interrupting this podcast because we have a question for this audience. Do you or someone you know live with a disability or a chronic condition? If yes, you're not alone. One in five people in the US do. We're the hosts of the Embrace It podcast where we share tips, tools, and inspiration for everyday living with all types of disabilities. Our interviews with badass disability advocates will boost your confidence in all areas of life including travel, fashion, relationships, career, and more. So walk or roll on over to your favorite podcast player and subscribe to Embrace It with Lainey and Estella. And now back to the show you were listening to, another great show produced by Launchpad 516 Studios.
0: You're listening to Peace, Love, and Bring It Back with me, Uncle Dave, Dave Schmetzky. With people who have standing desks, is that, you know, you still need to move around. I know for me, sometimes if I stand too long, uh, that also becomes a challenge. So you have to kind of keep moving the the energy and your body around.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's a really great point because your body does like the variety in movement. And that's why it complains about it when you don't do it. The human body is not designed to hold one position for long periods of time. And that can be defined as anything more than five minutes. (laughs) And so we tend to spend a lot of time in the standing position or the sitting position. So if you do have a standing desk, then a good alternative for you would actually be to sit for a little bit, to sit down and do some seated stretches or to lay down on your back and do some movements or some stretches, and then go back to your desk. Or if you have a desk that allows you to go up and down, then you can stand for a while and then sit for a while. And a technique to use to measure that, that actually is really powerful for your productivity and your performance is the Pomodoro technique. Are you familiar with that one?
0: I've heard of it, but could you explain it to us for people who don't know?
1: Sure. So it was actually developed by a man from Italy and I'm totally forgetting his name right now, but Pomodoro is the Italian word for tomato. Mm -hmm. And so at his mom's house, he, she had a timer that was in the shape of a tomato. So it was a kitchen timer, I'm assuming. And he decided that he was going to try to time himself while he was working. And so he, he created this technique. And so that's why it's called the Pomodoro technique. So you work for a 25 minute interval, Mm -hmm. undistracted, and then you take a five minute break. And so that's where you could take your power pause, move away from the computer, go for, go outside, do some stretches, do some movements, you know, have a snack or what have you. And then you go back to work for another 25 and then have another five minute break. So if you follow that routine, you do that interval three times and then you take a longer break. So that's when you could go have lunch or go, you know, do something else. So it's found that when we give ourselves an unlimited amount of time, we actually do more during that window because we're very focused because multitasking is a total misnomer and it actually (laughs) really decreases your productivity because your brain can really only focus at one thing at one time. So when you use that limited time, you actually get more in because when we give ourselves more time, it stretches everything out a long time, right? And so that's a good measure for, all right, I'm on it, here we go. What can I get done during this time? And then take a break. So that's a good way to kind of, set yourself up for having those intervals so that you're getting up and moving and stretching and breathing more frequently.
0: Right, and it's, a re- it's those rewards, right? Because we, we all, as human beings, we love those rewards. And if you know, yes. that if you work those that 25 minutes, if you honestly do that, that five minutes you can actually re- reward yourself. And that also adds the, pro- the productivity. And it's all this moving of energy and things like that. You had mentioned uh, a little while ago that uh, there's the ocean of yoga that uh, you know there's so many different ways but what, where I'm going with that is I also know that uh, whales make you happy could you tell us a little <laughs> bit about
1: that good segue <laughs> <laughs> they do make me happy and in fact it's shown that they make a lot of people happy and I thought it was kind of more of a joke initially and so here on Maui we have a humpback whale sanctuary. So meaning that the, the oceans around Maui are a sanctuary and a protected zone for humpback whales. We have them come visit us in the wintertime mm-hmm. because the the ocean is shallow in between Maui and Lanai and Molokai. So it's very shallow. And so the mama whales come here to have their babies. Mm-hmm. So they come here to have their babies and then the males also follow the females because they want to mate. And so it's, you know, busy time during the wintertime. And so I'm not sure if you've seen humpbacks or other whales live. They're so magical and they're so playful. And scientists are really just beginning to discover more and more amazing things about them. Like, for example, they communicate telepathically. They sleep like just looking at each other vertically. There's all sorts of crazy stuff, but they don't really know why whales reach other than to play and to celebrate. And they sing. And again, that's another thing that they really don't understand very well other than communication, but they think it's mostly for playfulness. And so their spirit is very magical, very lighthearted. And so I learned the first time when I saw whales that they ignite a joy in me that I had lost for a long time. I literally turn into like a clapping, jumping, crying, leaping, craziness and so the joke was initially that the sticker and their stickers is that um the sticker should have said whales make me lose my shit (laughs) (laughs) so i decided to make it a little more bg i thought i would do a run and see how they go and so you know i actually have 40 different vendors here on maui selling the stickers and also subsequently subsequently have created ones that say rainbows make me happy because who doesn't like rainbows? Right. So it, yeah, it was kind of a joke to begin with, but it turned out that a lot of people love whales too.
0: Yeah. Whales are incredible. But I've been to uh, Maui. I, I've, I've, Done a whale watching a bunch of times, and uh, I actually was at one experience where I watched orca whales again breaching uh, in in Victoria in British Columbia, uh, yes. and it was incredible because you you know you hear about these scary you know killer whales, and then they're just so joyous jumping out when they breach, and you know it really is such a beautiful experience because it's pure joy. There is nothing that looks like pure joy than that you know there's, there's so many different things in the animal kingdom that do that mm-hmm. but uh, whales uh, that's why when i saw your profile and it was like whales make me happy i go whales make me happy also we're gonna mention that somehow
1: <laughs> oh good yes yes i know they are amazing and animals i i believe they're such beautiful examples and we can learn so much from them and and you know I've learned so much from my dog, and he hasn't spoken to me once, at least, you know, out loud. He definitely sends me messages (laughs) in his own way.
0: (laughs) I I have that all the time, you know, with my dog. You know, you just have those conversations, and they hear you. But some of that is energy work as well. It's it's Mm -hmm. the energy of how you're saying it. Uh, I I didn't understand it. Uh, You know, I'm just training a puppy now. and. Yeah, uh, well, she's a little over a year, but so we, we've had her since, uh, you know, we, we've had her at this point uh, nine months. Uh, at mm. the beginning, you had to do a lot of yelling, and there's still some, some yelling because she still jumps way too much. Uh, but mm. it's puppy energy, but she mm. gets it much quicker now. And I'm like, oh, okay, now you're noticing that she knows it's what's the, the right energy and the right way to say it. So it becomes a lot, the relationship becomes a lot better. Mm-hmm. Now as, so again, we met as a, as you, when you won, you speaking a competition. How do you, yeah. how, how'd that feel? Uh, you know, the experience, what did that experience bring to you and what did it teach you?
1: Oh, great question. It felt incredible. It felt so amazing to be honored and recognized in that way Because admittedly, I had never really done any speakers competition before, had any speakers training. And so to be able to make it to the finals and then subsequently win was just absolutely wonderful. And to be honest, I kind of knew I had made the decision that I was going to win from the beginning in my heart. And so (laughs) I just stood in that knowing the whole time. And I definitely had the nerves and then at the last final round, I was the last one to go. And so I was really having to do my PQ reps. So my, um, my grounding techniques. Mm-hmm. So the positive intelligence tool set that I've been learning and training in. And so I was really just staying in my breath, staying in the moment, listening to the speakers, but staying very calm. And so it was an incredible moment to win. And then one of the gifts that I was given was actually to speak at the Los Angeles Tribune tour for the Can You Really Think and Grow Rich tour, which is a book by Napoleon Hill that maybe you know some of your community has heard of. And so to be able to share the stage with some really big names like Jack Canfield and Les Brown and Joe Vitale and to have a 10-minute solo segment and was able to do that and speak live and Actually, you know, it was virtual, thankfully, because I actually had COVID at the time. So (laughs) (laughs) that was a whole other layer of the experience. But to get on stage, the virtual stage, and just to be there and have the opportunity to be authentically myself, but to share something that is so impactful and has been so impactful for me. But I know when people use the tools that it can be so transformative for people was literally, I could feel my heart and my soul and my spirit and all my guides and all my everything's were just literally doing this dance of celebration and gratitude and joy. And so it was an incredible experience.
0: So what's some of the ways that you ground yourself? Uh, you know, you definitely seem very grounded and you have all these tools, uh, you know, is there one go-to grounding tool that you, that you would suggest or what you use at least?
1: Well, I really like the actual physical practice of grounding. Luckily, I live in an area where I can always go out and put my feet on the ground and not get frostbite. So <laughs> part of my daily routine, my, my morning routine, is to go outside. And, I've, you know, it's quite warm here, so we don't really have much grass aside from where the water drips down from the roof. So there's little patches of nice, cushy, soft grass, but the rest of it's a bit scratchy. So I, that's where I stand. And, and on the other bits is... is wonderful too so really grounding my physical body but that in that practice coming back into my center and then from the center with permission I always like to ask permission to really connect into whatever ground that I'm standing on because I believe that that's respectful and honoring of the energy of the place mm-hmm. and so always asking permission but then Grounding myself down and and tapping back into my own roots, letting that travel down to the center of the earth, and then pulling that back up through myself and out and up to the heavens. And so, both grounding and extending and expanding simultaneously. That's my go-to.
0: That's awesome. Uh, that's a technique that I, I've been using lately, uh, where you, you you grab the the energy, you allow the energy, not grab, uh, you you allow the energy to flow through you, both over you uh, from above and then ground you through a, through the ground. And it just warms you sort of like a tree. You know, I, I have a meditation when I work with people or even myself, you know, where I'm a tree, the, the strength, the, the, the energy and the nature. So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for asking. And,
0: you know, I, one of the things that we talk about a lot of times on the show is about, you know, your R's. So I'm going to give you a, a kind of, a, you know, the, the that there's an R in your heart. When you spell the word heart, it, there's an R, which is just a factual thing. But I, what I like about it is that heart and earth are the same letters, just rearranged differently. And when we focus about the grounding in the earth, we also sometimes find the R's in our life, the, the, the right things to rise, since we talk, I talk a lot about being a phoenix, What might be an R word that you like to use?
1: I would say the R word is to remember.
0: Mm.
1: Remember that in any moment you have the potential to press pause and come back. Remember how powerful you are, that you get to decide how you're going to respond rather than react. Oh, two more R words, but (laughs) going back to remember. Remember that you are connected should you choose to connect, right? The grounding that we just spoke to. Remember that you have all of these powerful tools. You have the lessons, you have the guidance, you have the love, the support. Because a lot of times if we get caught up in that inner hurricane or that downward spiral, as you mentioned before, our brain can try to convince us otherwise. But when we choose to remember and we release all of the other things, it really is such a calming tool set that is the best place for us to move from so that we can really show up with that vibrance and the radiance Oh, so many R's! sorry i didn't do that on purpose but they just kept coming <laughs>
0: that's what happens it attracts it starts attracting
1: right remember is my one but all the other ones complement too <laughs> well
0: that's what, that, that's what usually happens and, and okay. you know it's it's like one of those things if i say look for a red car you, you all you see is red cars uh, so which is Again, another R. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> um, Good. You've given us a lot of seeds of knowledge, and if we're talking about grounding. Um, but the great thing about seeds, they don't grow, they don't grow right away. Uh, you know, it takes nurturing and the opportunities. Uh, and we're going to tie up the episode. So could you give us some seeds that might be ri- ready for now, for growth right now, or f- seeds that we can think about I- in the future?
1: Hmm. Sure, seeds. I like that. So, when we go, when we think about how we want to feel later in life, you know, what your mountain is or what your personal freedom is, what your goals are, think about the you that will be experiencing all of those. The you that has achieved those goals, gotten to the top of the mountain. And knowing that that you has made decisions in certain ways of showing up or certain ways of being. And if you think about that you, you can begin to tap into that you now. So planting that seed of possibility within you now, because the actions and the decisions that you make today are like seeds that will get you to that point. And so knowing that that you Obviously you want that you to be as healthy and vibrant and strong and able as possible. So knowing that the decisions that you make today about how you're going to move your body, what you're going to do to strengthen, to stretch, to nurture, to nourish will impact that, that version of you later on down the road. So the things that we do today are cumulative. And a lot of times we think, Oh, I don't have time. No, no, I don't have time for stretching. I don't have time for yoga. I don't have time for this or that, but knowing that those are seeds, just like you asked, those are seeds that, You do those things today, even if it's just a couple minutes, it affects how you feel now, which then affects how you sleep tonight. And when you sleep better tonight, you wake up a little more vibrantly tomorrow. And so you can see the ripple effects. So the little things that you do today, the little pause that you take today to do something that nourishes you and fill your cup, then that's a really powerful way to plant those seeds for beautiful flowers in the future.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you so much. That was excellent. (laughs) And uh, okay. so how can everybody contact you? We'll, we'll put the, your, your website and stuff uh, in the notes. But uh, what would be a great way? Because I know you have a bunch of programs that uh, actually I'd just like to give you some time to, to kind of share what programs that you're currently running right now.
1: Oh, thank you. I'd love that. So one of my newest offerings that I am really excited about is called the Exhale Accelerator. So speaking to what I, what you and I've been talking about is that in order for you to get to the top of your mountain, you got to press pause periodically to refresh and rejuvenate yourself. So think about it. When you climb a mountain, you don't go running all the way to the top. You press pause, you take a look around, you have a snack, maybe put your foot up, stretch your legs a little bit, you know, you do the things. And so what this is, the accelerator is that for busy people that are on the go, go, go to press pause to refresh your energy, to do things that are stopping stress in their tracks, getting rid of the tension that might be distracting you so that you are feeling truly centered, calm, grounded, powerful. So you can go back into your day that way. So they're fun and they're playful, little power pause sessions like we've been talking about to really help you get back to the energy of you and get back to that energy of possibility and play. Because As adults, we are very serious and we are very serious about the things we do. And when we press pause and have a recess time. So these sessions are like recess time for adults, because trust me, you can slow down and you can have fun and still get work done. (laughs) I promise. And in fact, because, you know, all that we've been speaking to is when you slow down and when you take the time to take a break for your body and your brain, it actually gives you more time and energy. So it actually supercharges you and propels you up the mountain. So that's something that I'm really excited about. And that really, it does, as you've been speaking to, to come back to your energy. So if you're interested and you want to learn a little bit more and have an experience of that for yourself, then I have a gift for your community. So you can go to giftfrommegan.com and I have an energy fix blueprint so that you can take a time out and refresh your energy by moving yourself back into the strong posture, get out of the ouchy slouchy and back into your strong posture. So that would be a great way to connect. And then also on Instagram, my handle is I am Megan Nolan, and I share lots of awesome tips and tools and ways that you can press pause periodically throughout your day to refresh.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much, Megan. And as as always, every time we we talk uh, I, I learn many new, new things. And, uh, it's a good reminder uh, a, a, as well, as I do. I definitely am slouching because, uh, I, and, and as you shared with me, is start working out a little bit, a little bit more, using that, that body uh, for our, our good and, you know, re- really strengthen myself. Uh, if we strengthen our core and the muscles, using the muscles right, right? I, I had written down, you had, you had said, it's not only strengthening your muscles, it's, it's the way we also uh, abil- have the ability to flex.
1: Yes, yes. The ability to, so we want strength and flexibility. So we need, yes, we want to be able to move through all the different ways that you want to move, right? You got that might be picking up a sock from the floor, it might be playing softball or whatever, going for walks. It's really the ability to do so. And it does require both the strength and the stability and the freedom and the flexibility. So it's a, it's a dance. It's a balance of both.
0: Alright, awesome, thank you so much And so I wish everybody else to have make sure That they find the right balance in their life Of peace, love And if you're going to use some strength and flexibility When you're swinging a bat I hope you hit the sweet spot And thank you so much, have a great day I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show Peace, love, and bring a bat Is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios Executive produced by David Chemetsky And George Andriopoulos Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither, and licensed through Storyblocks. Sound effects and sponsorship music, licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. Follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidchermeski.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't
1: forget to bring it back for what you believe
0: in. Namaste.